Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The Quarterly will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you would like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Lenny and Catal, you guys are standing in this warehouse and you're looking down at these two figures that are leaning against the pillar and you realize you had that revelation where Little was was kind of healing himself. And just to describe a little bit, Little some more, is his he has a really close cropped afro that has like a reddish tinge to it i I suppose i should ask you both but it's a very odd scene the fact that you have a naked male who's like sitting there and a woman who's 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 barely dressed sitting there next to him who's awake and she's kind of like cradling him a little bit and as you're staring down you see kind of like his eyes start fluttering a little bit like he's starting to wake up go ahead scenes on you guys hello there little ben hearing about you for some time now but glad we finally get to meet face to face like he's trying to sit up on his own and you see like his eyes are slowly opening and he looks at you he's like who, who the fuck what the fuck and you see like samantha's next to him she's like shh, shh, it's all right baby it's all right and she just kind of looks up at you what the fuck you want oh, man where the fuck am i hey he asked the questions not you unless you want to be knocked out again i am not obfuscated oh anymore. you say that and he goes from looking to katow to looking at you you know, you have your hoodie pulled up, but there's a moment where like he looks in your in your face and you see a moment of like, I don't want to say like acceptance in the fact that like he's shocked by what he sees, but he's not like, ah, scream. You know what I mean? Like he his his mind may have already been slightly tapped into the supernatural and that, that there are things that people may not recognize or understand that surrounds him. So when he looks at you, he's definitely scared. And you definitely intimidate the shit out of them, but it's not like the fight or flight reaction that someone normally would have in such a situation. But you definitely shut him up. And you see a moment where like he swallows and you see his his jaw clenches and he's just sitting there and he's just looking at you and then he doesn't say shit. He just waits to hear whatever you guys have to say and he goes and looks back at Katal. So yeah, you've been looking for some people, little man and a woman, pregnant woman. And so you see, the thing is, I want them too. And last time I heard about heard anyone heard about them, you guys, your men were chasing them. Sounds like you already know what's going on then, man. What the fuck you need from me? Well, like I said, last time I heard of them, they were after your men were after them. And that's last time I heard of them. So. What happened to them? Did they evaporate in a puff of smoke? Did your men catch them? Did they go off a cliff and die in a ravine? What happened? Yeah, motherfucker, I don't know. If I did, why the fuck you think I would tell? Why do you think I would tell you? Because I'll rip your fucking arm off. No, nobody don't need to do that far. 
Shut up, smile. Some of the feet. Some of the hands. Man, I don't know where the fuck they at, man. He, he, like he's talking, he's kind of mumbling a little. You know, like his lips are kind of puffed out. He's he's still in the sitting position, right? Yeah. His legs kind of sticking out. Yeah, definitely. The legs. She's her her knees are to her chest. Like she's, you know, like that's a good question. She's kind of like stretched out though. And yeah, he's stretched out. She's like, like she cross-legged or, uh, I would say he's cross Yeah. Her, she's knees to her chest, like have her arms wrapped around, like one arm wrapped around her knees and her left arm wrapped around his, his shoulders. And he's, he was kind of like, he's laying out with his legs out. You know what I mean? And he's like sitting yeah. up against it. Yeah. Good. good. I'm going to break his ankle. Oh man. I'm going right. to just like stomp on his ankle. Okay. So hard really hard so you do that you like you see katow like lenny just come up and he just like takes his foot and he just wham snaps he hears this cracking sound and you just hear him go ah motherfucker yeah. ah, i'll let him do his screaming and get that all out he's like shit my fuck shit motherfucker i need you let's see what's your humanity at right now lenny yeah you're five, five. Let me see here real quick here. Well, it's intentional property damage. So give me a conscience roll difficulty aid, if you would, good sir. Okay. I got one success. Now, you don't need to show it. I'm not saying like anyone sees this, right? But when you see him screaming and you see she starts like, you see when you stomped on his ankle and him screaming in this wrenching pain, right? You see with her, like she genuinely is like, concern you see that's when her stone demeanor cracks is when she sees that and when you're staring at that lenny you feel like a sense of like fuck you know what i mean not like you regret it i'm not saying you regret it i'm not saying anything but you definitely feel the sense of guilt roll around you because i guess i'll i'll let you i guess articulate why that would be but i would say like seeing that like this is causing so much turmoil and her when you do that, like what's going on in your head right now with, with, with this role and everything like that. It's hard to articulate something like that because uh, I just don't envision him caring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so it's like, ah, shit, this is not how I picture the character. So I'm trying to rectify that in my own mind right now because I, I say- saw humanity eight as being injury to another is when that's a sin and I'm at oh. five. So oh, it was okay. to me, it's like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense, but okay. Let me let me let me think about that. Let me. Okay. I'll. I don't want to want to say you know hard wall and say no. That's not how. But I want to. I want to think about it and figure out how that comes through. So if yeah. you could focus on him for a second. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Katow, you see like Lenny just like stomp on that ankle and he's screaming. And there's a moment where you're just like a, like thirty seconds of him screaming, and you see him like, <sighs> and you see her like. You see a panic look in her face, and she looks up at you, Katow. It's like, okay, okay, hold on a second. There's no need, no need, no need for this. There's no need for this. Then talk, okay? and there's okay, no need. Listen, listen. You, you, you have, you got to understand. I, w- you have to understand. Things like this need to be discussed and talked about. We can make it some kind. We can reach some kind of agreement here, okay? We are reaching agreement. You're, you you're, you're, you're hurting we don't hurt him. You. You're destroying him. You're, 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 what is that going to do? We we are of use. What we have is of use. Just not immediate use. We can work on something. Go ahead. He'll Lenny. he'll say, um, yes, that is exactly why you're still alive. You're useful. Keep being useful. Give us the information we want. And to kind of go back to you know how he's feeling, um, it's like um maybe maybe when he did that, he got a pang of like like shit, what am I turning into? 
you know? And the idea that like, you know, someone who hurt him, he's now taking that pain that he felt and inflicting on others. And he kind of, he, for just that moment, there's like that, like guilt. It's less about, you know, it's less about this guy personally. And just like, it's a reflection of how Lenny feels about himself. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, and that in the situation, right? I mean, you have been under a pressure cooker of fucking stress, dude, right? Yeah. I mean, like, look, I mean, like you, the Dunsern thing, going talking to Coach Olsen thing, like the fucking what you just came from, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's, I can, I mean, fuck, dude, could you imagine having that kind of level of stress just in our life right now, you know? And then you're having that in a society where you got to hide your existence and you have to be careful where you tread. And all this weight is just on your shoulders and you're expected mm-hmm. to deal with it, right? Yeah. Damn. So in this moment, he's just feeling all of that. And so the frustration and everything. So it takes him take he's taken aback by his own action and just kind of like, you know, that's what he says. That's how he he outwardly projects. Like, you know, keep being useful and no more of that. I dig you that, know? man. I dig that. That's really creative. She's looking at both of you like, listen, we don't know where they're at. Okay. We we don't know where they're at. What was that what was the last thing you know of them? Last thing we, you heard about them? You what you said when some of our people were, were were going after him when some of his people were going after them that's what we and know. And what did they say? Did they say they lost them? Did they say they they, they lost them. them? They got away. They lost them. They couldn't okay. find them. Okay. And as you say, okay, want them. And you see, like little look at her, and he's like, "You shut your fucking mouth, bitch." Hey, and like, I already heard a lot. So talk. Say I was that. there listening to you for at least like several minutes. Your pillow talk is uh, atrocious. As you say that, you you hear the sounds of an automobile come to the front, and actually one of the one of the the, the garage doors are kind of like a foot open, so you see headlights washing, you know, and you know you're expecting William and and Warren, and we'll cut to William and Warren real quick. William and Warren, you guys make the drive to where you're at. I described the scene already. You come to the parking lot, you see Catal's Toyota Corolla parked, and you kind of see like one of the garage doors is like a foot open. You see some light coming from underneath there. Go ahead, scenes on you guys, William and Warren. Well, we're going to see what the hell happened there. Warren will pop up off specs, activate heightened hearing and scent. So you smell blood, you smell sweat, and you hear like a sharp, <laughs> like like breathing sound. And we're just saying like you're coming up right after Lenny said that as you guys are coming out of the car now. Are you guys going through the door or are you guys just going to stand there? What are you guys doing? Warren will go up to the door. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys open the door. Well, you were flooded with memories of being here last time. Matter of fact, you killed your ghoul like only a couple blocks away from here. <laughs> and he was dropped in the river. And this seems like an area I think that like a lot of dirty shit happens uh, when it comes to William. He's kind of made it like a second home. As you guys go through this brown door, you walk in there and you see like these two bodies propped against. I described what they look like. You see though that like little's ankle his right ankle is like just swollen just like you don't jack, like bent out of shape you see him covered with like this thin veneer of sweat while he is naked there again describing the tattoo of pan that's on his like chest you know the face of pan that goes up to his neck he, he has like tattoos that go down his arms and his like his leg he's like almost completely tatted up except for his face it's like almost like to the jawline where a beard would stop that's what he's tatted up to and then you see like lenny and katow standing there like five feet away from them talking you guys see william and warren come through the door william warren and lenny this is like the second time you met under better circumstances 
you four are sitting there. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. Good evening, gentlemen. William? Warren is just going to stare at Little, and then he's going to use telepathy on him. So what do you need to roll for telepathy? Intelligence and subterfuge. What's the difficulty you need? Uh, Victim's willpower. Seven. Three. I'm just trying to read surface thoughts. You can get three surface thoughts, right? From my understanding, it says, uh, to read minds, one success must be rolled for each item of information plucked on each layer of thought pierced. Or Um, each layer. So you got three, so you're trying to get one from each layer. I'm just trying to eavesdrop as to what he thinks. So you walk in there, Warren, and you kind of ignore everyone else around you, and you see this man who's laying there agonizing in pain, and he's looking at you two walking in, and there's a moment where your eyes connect and you feel yourself being pushed out of you. And there's a quick moment of fear because the last time that you did this, it led to some interesting results. And there's like a like at the very moment where you escape yourself in a way, you almost want to turn back and not do it because you're afraid of that expanse, that unseen, unknown expanse that now you hear slightly in the waves that you hear once in a while. Mm-hmm. But before you have time, before you're consciousness can even react to your fear you are overwhelmed with visions the first one shows a vision of him walking into what almost looks like a greek bathhouse and the fact that as you walk in there you see in the middle of this room and that's like about 35 feet by 35 feet in the middle you see this almost like roman bath you know that kind of looks like a square pool in a way that has these marble steps that go down into it and you see the bath goes about maybe four or five feet in or deep in the middle of this bath you see what almost looks like a greek pillar that's just randomly in the middle of this bath like for someone to stand upon if you look to the right and left of this room you see murals on these walls hand-painted murals of like a forest and woodland creatures and you see like different takes on this goat like creature half man half goat but you can't really make it out because you'll see a glimpse between some trees of like a hand and a side of its face or on another you'll see a flute coming out of it but you see like in the on these murals right in front of the forest on the lower part of the paintings like naked people frolicking and you see also in this bathhouse, you see that there's like vegetation and plants like in the corners and vines that go along the wall. It's really damp in here. And you see, as you're looking at this, you know, you saw the pillar and nothing was on there. And you look to the right and left and on the, you go back to the pillar and you see a figure standing there. This figure's in a green silk robe that's opened. It's a male. He's about six foot, six foot one, but he almost looks to be like made of marble like the pillar that he's standing on, like almost like he was maybe carved from the same material. And you see that he is naked in the robe opening. You see he's very chiseled and cut and lean. And you see his face. He has his red beard and long red hair that comes up back behind his shoulders and these piercing gray eyes. And you see he stands there and he just is looking at you, at little, at you. You don't know, but you just see him extend a hand out And you feel yourself walking through this water to be like, that's about four feet, five goes to your chest to where like your shoulders and your head's not submerged. And you're looking up at him and he's looking down at you 
and you just hear this voice almost as if it doesn't come from his lips. It's hard for you to concentrate, but it says, you need to find them. You need to cause us to grasp the typhoon. They are the key. Find them. Gifts are yours. Lovely. Yes, I choose to be with you. I choose to be among you. Find them. And you see like there's this, you, you see him looking up like it's almost like looking at an angelic figure that is like looking down. And then you see a memory is cut and you see like he is like, you look down and you, you, you're like confused for a second and you see like him just like, or you see the face of Kimberly looking up at you. And there's a second where you're, you're, you're kind of like confused of what's going on and you realize you're in the middle of the act of having sex, but this isn't like making love. This isn't anything. It's like frustration. Like you feel like, like an animal as you're taking it out on her. And there's a moment where you see her wince in pain a couple times, like you're being too rough for her. But then you realize that like she is letting you work out your aggression. And you, 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 there's a moment where you feel like a climax is about to happen. And then you look up and you see like this figure. He has his hands like his wrist above both of you and you see blood is just lapping on your face his blood as you're trying to drink it and her on her face his blood is like dropping almost like a baptism of sorts you know like you're like you're being rewarded or you're being angered you don't know you just feel this animalistic urge as you're like licking the blood as you climaxed and she just has his blood like dropping on her and finally you're cut to this other image where you are standing outside and you're clothed and you're standing outside with her, this lady, and you're standing outside with this man who has short cropped red hair and a red goatee and glasses. He's dressed like in khaki pants and a white polo. And you three are talking out there and you're catching glimpses of conversations where it's like you're angry because like your people are being killed and you are the one who's taking like the losses. I'm trying to find these people. You have this figure saying, the redhead figure with the goatee and glasses saying, you have to do your part. We have been here long enough. We are building our power. We're building our base. They are trying to steal from us. You have to do it. This is going to get uglier before it gets any better, little. And you just hear your voice, his voice, kind of cracking through. I'm like, fuck getting better. My people are getting fucking slaughtered. They just killed two of us. Over, They just killed two of us right here. What, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Are we killing people now? Is that how we're taking to the streets? Like, is that, Are we doing what I do? And you just hear him go, shut up, little. Shut up. I have been here longer. I have served him longer. Pan blesses me, has blessed me longer. You will listen to me. You will find them and you will bring them to us or you will kill them. You will do what he says. Do not make me punish you, little. Do not make me do it again. You didn't like what happened last time, did you? You're lucky. You were just a possession of mine. And I chose you to let you grow, to let you get older. I chose you to be introduced to him. It was me. And you little fucking hood rat, you better not think of ever trying to step into my position with him. Find them. Do what needs to be done. Don't whine. And as you, there's a moment where you hear, don't whine, and it almost like snaps through, and you like kind of open your eye, you like open your eyes, and you look back at him, and he's still staring right at you, and only like two seconds has gone by. Okay, scenes on you guys. I'll look him right in the eye. So who are you trying to find, and why do you need them? You see Samantha looks at you and looks at William, and there's a moment, William, where you're looking at this chick, Samantha, and you realize when she looks up at you that this is the lady that you were working with Jonathan to deal drugs in Medusa. 
way back in homecoming, uh, your ghoul Dave introduced you because you were looking for a contact and someone who could deal drugs out of a nightclub. And you and Jonathan had a talk with this gal and Jonathan paid her like $5,000. And you guys were in the, this was just a week ago. We're in the middle of working out some deal where she would have her people distribute drugs in the Medusa. And there's a moment where she recognized you and she's like, okay, everyone, let's calm down. Let's get our cards out on the table. Okay. First thing I'm going to say is I know you. And she points out. First thing you're going to say is you're going to answer the question. I will. There's more of his body to break. We are trying to find a pregnant lady and her boyfriend. I will or perceive her on that. Okay. Go ahead. She's telling the truth. Yeah, go ahead. Two successes. So you see she's mortal and you see, I mean, like you see orange. Her main color is orange, which is afraid. We are looking for these two. I just want to get our cards out on the table, okay? Right. Cards on the table. You do know me, which is, of course, a liability. Mm. You should probably know that. Well, I understand. answer the question of why you're looking for them. Because we are following orders. The same orders. That wasn't so hard. And he kind of like sits, like, like, puts his arms up and just kind (laughs) of like, like, God, you know, like this very obvious, like, annoying kind of expression. Mm-hmm. And whose orders were those? Same man who knows about you and knows about you and points to Katal. The same man who has the knowledge that will guarantee our protection. Because trust me, if something fa- happens to us, it's just not, we're just not going to go away. There'll be people behind us. Now, that's not a threat. I'm just simply trying to say is that this isn't as simple as threatening us with our lives. Because you can kill us. And you may very well still kill us. But... Someone will be behind, and someone will be very angry, and someone who knows a lot of things will want to make someone pay for it. I'm just going to be honest Chris, with you. What's uh-huh. her willpower? Her willpower is seven, too. What are you trying to do? I'm just trying to read her surface thoughts. One success. You close your eyes, and you feel the same feeling that you did, where you feel yourself pushing her. But this time, it's with more confidence. And when you go into there, you get a sense of strength, and you get a sense of you're hit with the you're hit with the realization that she is the chosen one. Like you see where she is sitting with this figure that was standing on the pillar by herself. She's sitting almost as equals. She's sitting at a table, like a dinner table of sorts, which is odd to see a figure like that you saw like of him, his demeanor sitting at something so common, but you can't really make him out. You just get the sense of him. And it's like his face and you get like this blurred sense of conversation between the two. And you realize all of a sudden that she is this figure's trusted person, not the other two, not the one saying he was not the one who's sitting next to her, but this one and that you realize that she has a confidence in herself that very few people in society have that are pretty sure of themselves. It's almost like some people call it arrogance. But when people are able to do what they say like that, you know, this is a special spark that people have in them. And you get that sense from her. No, she's afraid. She's not like sitting here thinking she's unstoppable. But you definitely realize that she is. She knows a lot and she's capable. Okay. How messed up does little look right now? He's in a world that suck, dude. I mean, his face is healed up, but his ankles fucked up. And he's like, but he's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, where most people are would be in shock. He's definitely not feeling good. He has this thin veneer of sweat over his body, but and he looks a little pale, but he's like trying to hang in there, you know. But you see, though, 
when she starts talking, he like hands over control. Like he isn't like doing his bravado that he did to Lenny earlier. Like he knows when she talks, he keeps his mouth shut. Like, and it's not like a rule. It's not like a authority thing. It's like a respect thing, you know, like he is letting her handle this. So does, do we all pick up on that? I would say everyone give me a perception and, and empathy roll difficulty eight. Now Warren knows it because his shit, but like you other three perception okay. and empathy difficulty eight. Warren is going to, while they make their rolls, Warren's going to step over to little pull his head back and bite him. Okay. Let, let, let's everyone make the roll first and then we'll, we'll handle that. Now I get four successes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I was I had um, two successes. I was like over there by him. So like, if you're walking up to him, do you have like aggressive intent? Like, what are you doing? He's just calmly walking over to him, grabbing his head, pulling it back, and then sinking his fangs into his neck. Do you let him do that, Lenny? Or do you say anything? I think at first he'll be a little bit befuddled, you know? Like, uh, like what is he doing? Like, what, like, like he's coming over and maybe he's like going to try and intimidate or do something aggressive. Maybe he's trying to hurt him too or whatever. Then he just starts feeding. I'm like, oh, uh. And then confusion, and then just I just step back. That's I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what his thought process is. I'm not getting involved. I'm just here to be the scary brute. When he sees uh, Warren walking up, Plateau tries to stop him. Because he has pla- said, wait, I have an idea. But you, you, okay, so we'll go back. You Warren, while you're walking there, you hear Kaitao go, hold on a second, as you start bending down there. Warren will ignore Kaitao and go for the bite regardless. No, I think Kaitao's going to try and stop him. As this happen, is happening, I sort of want to go up to the chick and just tell her, well, it's not looking good for your friend there. Before we go into all that, you, William, Lenny, Katal, all get the realization that like she's the one who knows. You know what I mean? Like she's the one out of the two who's really. She may play submissive, she may p- play subservient, but you realize she's the brains of the operation with how these two at least. She's right? also the one answering the questions, which answering is why the question. him. So Warren, you start making your way towards Little, and he, you hear Katal go stop. And you don't, and you feel a hand on your shoulder as he goes and puts a hand on your shoulder. Now, are we going to say it's going to be a firm grip, or I mean, obviously you can, you know what I mean, get him to like, like turn him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it's like you know, a firm, the solid grip on his hand. And yeah, he grabs your hand and kind of turns you a little bit, Warren, as you look at Katal as he's looking at you, and he says, "Stop and go ahead." The scenes on you guys. Why? We don't need him for right now. We just need him to do something. I need him to do something for me. Okay, I'll leave him alive. No, 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 no. Leave him. Don't do anything right now. I have an idea. I need him as he is right now. After afterwards, leave him. Let's keep him alive. Okay. Can you wait? I suppose. Thank you. And so Kaital will uh, activate uh, Protein Two and grow the claws. Okay. We'll cut to William real quick. William, you go to her and you say it's not looking good. She's looking at these two, like debating whether or not what should be done with them. She's like, hold on a second. Hold on. We're not done talking, guys. I sort of grab her, you know, face and pull her to my eyes and just say, well, then tell us everything about this. And I activate Mesmerize. Yay. All right. What what, what do you need to know the difficulty of? Uh, The difficulty seven. Power or willpower. Maybe you should use willpower. Yeah, I will. So, yeah, I I just have that one willpower success. Okay. What, What was your exact question again? 
tell us everything about this. Listen, just I will. I will step back. Everyone step back, please. Nothing's going to come with this. Leave him alone. I'll help you. This all comes down to the fact that something, there's something with those two people that are making people like you, all of you, and she like kind of motions her hand open, make, make them stand out to them. Not only to the man I represent, but also to another visitor to this city of yours. Her name's Rita Giovanni. Who do you represent? And you see there's a moment where like she wants to answer you, but with mesmerized, there comes a point where they feel like it's going to put their life in danger or whatever. Like they're going to hesitate. So I, she see her like for a second and she's like looking at you, but then she looks at you're little. You're going to die. And then also Kaitao's growing claws. So whatever he's doing. Yeah. And yeah. she's just realizing the tenses. Okay. I work for him and I represent a man named Bogdan. Bogdan. Yes. First, is that a first or a last name? It's a first name. Does he have a last name? You can say it's Cole. Bogdan Cole. All right. And so Kaita was sort of like move his claws closer to her face. Like, so I noticed Max Cleveland, redheaded guy, you know, the type. What's he, how is he involved in this? He works for the same gentleman that I work for. Is it just your two groups or is there anyone else involved from native to the city? There's so You don't know that there's like everyone has their fingers in everything. You don't, you don't know that about your type. I don't know. I don't know. We, you see, there's a moment she looks at Little. You see, Little's just kind of looking at her like, it's weird. You see this guy covered in tattoos who was just trying to be like tough as fuck looking at her now, like with this sense of like love, which is weird. And she looks at him and she just shakes her head and she's like, this city of yours is a mess. I've, no- I've known about you. I've known about him. And she motions to Will. I know about your friend. I know We know what you guys are. These two people, we don't fucking know why he wants them. He tells us it's something on a level that we can't comprehend. I don't know if any of us can comprehend it. He's old. He's majestic. He's great. He's mm. beautiful. But he's easy to work with. He doesn't want nothing but to be left alone. Like all of you are. I see. And so I turned, looked a little at, basically gestured to her face. Like, eyes, nose, or ears. Little says that? You say that's I, a little? I tell, yeah. I say Pick. Do I cut up, take her ears, her nose, or her eyes? Why? Why? And you see her go like, "Why are you talking like that? We're making progress here. What, why are you trying to? What are you trying to do here? You think you're because hurting? I want I'm gonna to hold send... little up a little bit so he gets a good view of her face. You know, making sure he's upright and looking at her. Because <sighs> not it's like twofold. right up in her face. One, I want to make sure that I leave a message, not just one for words, one of action, because. As I've learned from a missing friend, I suppose, sometimes words just don't leave much of an impact. Sometimes you need to act. You see her eyes open up for a second. Your friend, who's missing? Which, which, one, which one are you talking about? Chase. Yes. You know, bit of an oh, asshole? That yes. Guy. The one that they're trying to make it look like his people did, right? You're thinking we have something to do with that, don't you? Then who does? Hmm? Let me, if let not me you, put- then who? Let me tell you this, and I want to come to agreement before I say this. You leave us alone. If I tell As you this, she says, "You leave us alone," I break his hand. Like I'm gonna like bend his wrist, like in a weird, awkward way. <laughs> you know, just you, she starts as soon as she starts bargaining and shit. I'm taking that freedom away from her. You just hear like 
Gah! You just hear him like screaming. He's like screaming. Okay, okay, stop. And I'm gonna say to her, I don't think you understand the position you're in. You don't get to bargain. She starts crying. She's like, okay, I'm sorry, just don't hurt. And you see like her just whole like confidence is starting to shake. You know what I mean? Shatter. She's like, just stop. Okay, okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Just please don't hurt him no more. Please, please, just stop. And then she looks at you. She's like, it wasn't us. It wasn't us who who stopped him. It was his own fucking people. He knew too much. They tried to frame us. Fucking, we just found that out. It was fucking, you see, oh, you see him like grabbing his hand. And she's like, listen, listen, listen. They, they fucking made some of his people do it. They fucking did whatever you people do to them. And they fucking made one of his people fucking go do it so they could make it look like we did it. And when we found out, we, we, he killed the motherfucker who did it. But they're trying to pull us into this shit. We have no part at all in his in his disappearance at all. They're actually fucking your people are actually trying to help help Rita on them. Like they they, they want to help Rita on them be successful. We 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 don't have anything like that. I feel like this is the perfect moment to use incubus passion on her. Okay, what what's that now? So it, it's the demitation one thing that basically intensifies her emotions to the level of madness. So I'll be using a willpower point again, just so at least something happens. Two successes, which means one hour. One hour. So what are you trying to do? The canine may not... What are you trying to do? She may only amplify or dull emotions. Are you trying to amplify fear? Or are you trying to amplify... Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Fear or the whole sort of feverish... Mm-hmm. Uh, her sort okay. of the information she's screaming at us, this whole helpness and helplessness and everything. She's like... Okay, okay. We think we think that one of we think that one of his people, Jonathan's people, br- brainwashed or did something to one of our people to make us look like we did something. Okay, and we have our opinions of what the fuck's going on. We think that that his his family, his 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 clan is is trying to set Bogdan up because they want us to take the fall so they can empower the 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 they can empower the the, the Giovanni but but the, then there's other people in the city who want to 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 hurt the Giovanni it's like it all rattles it all rolls around them and, and these fucking two people and I, I don't know why we're going after them I just know he wants them and he doesn't want the Giovanni to have them and all I know is there's people in the city who want the Giovanni to succeed and there's people in the city who want the Giovanni to fall and that's all I know please let me live i'm so sorry i don't know let him live kill me let him live all right just just i'm gonna put my hand on the shoulders of kaitao and william my hands just kind of on their shoulders let's uh let's go aside and talk and let him watch them for just a moment i I turn to more is like don't kill them and you guys and you guys step outside we'll cut to valentine valentine you had this figure Flicking into your eyes with his gray eyes. He's like, little one, uh, you will not be alone. Drink, and I will guide you. And I'll never leave you alone. And I'll show you how you can survive all this. Come, one little drink, and it'll make you stronger. And we'll talk. We'll talk all night. So, uh, are you going to make me roll self-control or anything? Or should I just tell you what I want to do? Um, well, how about this? You tell me what you want to do, and we'll take it from there. I'm going to use Mask of a Thousand Faces to turn back into the dead kid, and I'm going to start screaming "Mom" at the top of my lungs because I know she's just a few meters away. You, you, you're trying to like will yourself, right, to change his perception of you. And there's a moment where, like, you see his eyes. You're staring in his eyes, and you see slowly the irises start to change, 
and you see that they become slitted and you see like these gold flecks. You're just lost in his eyes. As you see, they seem to swim in the whites. As they seem to collect themselves. And you see a voice like, stop, drink. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.